this day, as described in the gospel, begins so normal. Jesus and the disciples are coming close to Jerusalem, nothing strange there. Jesus makes the odd request to have a donkey brought to him. Again, anyone who knew Jesus would have merely shrugged their shoulders at this. Out of the ordinary had become very ordinary to those around Jesus. And then as we see in the gospel, this raucous entry into Jerusalem, it doesn't seem so raucous in the way that St. Mark records it, but if we look to the other Gospels, it is. It is a party. Now, I count myself lucky to have known a time when I wasn't a Christian. Many of you know by now that I was invited to church for the first time by my friend Ed Perry in sixth grade. And I still have wonderful memories of long summer Sundays in the bayous of Louisiana without a thought at all given to God or about what exactly my purpose might be on this earth. I also remember having my life transformed by the message of the gospel. And in many ways, my God life was just as described in the passages of Mark that I read. The Son of God made what seemed like odd requests of me, and I did my best to fulfill them. I was in sixth grade. That's what kids do in sixth grade. Adults tell them things, and they try to do things. Now, in my mind, I was given a lot of tasks that seemed as strange as being asked to get a donkey for the Lord. I was asked to keep my questions to myself and my eyes open, at least at the beginning. Just do what I was told in that faith community and watch. Watch what happened. And things did begin to happen. I began to notice things that were hidden from me not just six months before. I saw lives change. I saw accountability used in a way that was actually helpful. I saw people putting their name and how much they were giving to the church upon a bulletin board. Not as a way of boasting, as a way of leadership. As a way of saying to the community, we're in. And this is how much we're in for. Some paid more, some paid less, some were rich, some were poor, and yet what it communicated was that for as much as we are, for however much we're worth, we're in. We are in this community. Now I'm not sure if it's possible for Episcopalians to imagine a church like that. I mean, I also joined the Episcopal Church as an adult. I'm here because of an adult decision to be Episcopalian. But what I notice is, is that acts of service, giving, faith, is so private in this Episcopal lens, this Episcopal way of worshiping Jesus. 
But what I can tell you is, as uncomfortable as that may sound, my first church, that model allowed that small church, maybe 500 people, to transform the lives of those who attended, and it transformed the neighborhood. It was extraordinary. It was a joy to go there because everyone seemed to be oriented towards celebration and action. It helped me see God. It formed me into the believer that I am today. And as I remember that church in New Orleans, Lakeview Assemblies of God, I'm always drawn back to Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Man, what a party that must have been. Everybody was there. They all had either seen or heard of the works that had been done and the disciples who worked together in mission and ministry. The people of Jerusalem had heard great things about Jesus and his followers. They knew Jesus worshipped the same God that they worshipped. But instead of this remote God of the Pharisees, and it was really clear that Jesus knew God in the same way that Moses and Abraham knew God. As a friend, as a child of that God. Here was the God who spoke to Jesus and the disciples, who interacted with them, a God who entered into their minds and into their dreams, a God who was steadfast in trouble, one who could be relied upon to be there no matter what happened. God was with the followers of Jesus even through hard times. Frankly, Jesus seemed to have fun with people. Now imagine, Jesus was a teacher, a rabbi. To put yourself in that mindset, think about the joy of teaching a child to tie their own shoelaces for that first time, and then they do it. Utter joy. Think about a tutor who gets a student for the first time to solve a quadratic equation, right? They get to do things for themselves where once they couldn't, now they can. That's the joy of a teacher. That's the joy of Jesus, reorienting people about how they thought about God the Father. Jesus loved to teach. He loved to be with people. Now, no less important, but equally noticeable was the fact that Jesus' followers were actually keen on caring for each other. They had their own treasury. The followers of Jesus were real people. They had real hardship, but they also had real joy in their fellowship, in their learning, in their acts of kindness. In knowing their God. Now believe me, 
When others encounter a group like the disciples, there's great interest generated. Who wouldn't want to join in? The people of Jerusalem were excited by this. They were excited by Jesus and the community that had sprung up around him and his teachings. So much so that maybe it was worth shoving against the faith of the scribes and Pharisees, as Jesus called it. Pure and utter joy is on display on that day of Jesus' entry into that holy city. The words of the gospel are so strong in encouragement. Now look, we all strive to live a life worthy of God. We all want the same things in general, to be a friend of God. To have the things we need and maybe a few things that we want. We desire the safety of our families. We desire peace with others. And yet it's true that we don't always get what we want. Even so, even so, we are reminded that we have the opportunity for joy to arise in the middle of life. Like those in Jerusalem on that day, let us remember that life is a gift. Our families are a gift. This church is a gift. There will be ups and downs. That's life. That's real life. Let us remember to celebrate every opportunity. To live juicy, forgive readily, love as God loves. And let us bear hardship the best we can. This was a day of celebration for Jesus, but let's not forget that both he and the disciples knew what was coming a mere five days later. Even so, Jesus comes in on that donkey. In this triumphal entry, people love him. They're waving their palms. They're spreading cloaks on the ground. They are celebrating in the midst of hardship. Let us live a life like that. A life that celebrates everything and still experiences joy and thanksgiving. No matter what comes our way, no matter what is ahead of you in the week to come, live in a way that returns thanks for this gift of life. The opportunity to have friends, the opportunity to have family, the knowledge that trouble will come. Live that life big as a thanksgiving for what God has done.